Get ready for your weekly dose of talent strategies and tactics from industry leaders to help you attract, select, and retain your top talent. You're listening to Verseek's Inside Executive Search with Steve Yakish and Scott Peterson. Hello and welcome to the Inside Executive Search Podcast. My name is Steve Yakish and this podcast is for business owners, executives and board members seeking strategies and tactics to attract, select and retain the very best. If you're not feeling 100% confident that you have a plan, keep listening. This podcast will help you get there. That said, I'd like to introduce the uniquely designed Scott Peterson. Every week, it's a new descriptor of, of me, <laughs> none of which are even where close, but you know, I, I like it. The uh, unique is a good thing. So <laughs> thanks for introduction, Steve. And we're, we're happy to be back again this week. And this With week, a guest. we have a guest, right? We, we previewed it last week. Today, we have Wayne Suri from Vistage, and he's a Vistage chair. And we'll get into what Vistage is, but we back up just a little bit. We've talked about in past podcasts about things that help retain the very best employees. And one of those things we commented on was peer groups that help peers, CEOs, business owners really understand their business, help them really navigate those intricacies of a business, whether it's they're going to sell their company, they're growing, they're doing acquisition. So we wanted to bring in one of the leaders from Vistage here in Minneapolis, Wayne Suri, that'll help us understand what Vistage is, what it does for their peer groups, and some examples of how it's really helped those clients out through those issues. Perfect. Well, we'll turn it over to Wayne. So tell us a little bit about Vistage. Great. Well, first of all, thank you for inviting me to be part of this today. I really appreciate it. Yeah. So Vistage is an organization that was founded in Milwaukee, Wisconsin in 1957. So a lot of people would say we're a well-known secret uh, yet. (laughs) And uh, the organization today has grown from its inception to a organization that represents over 23,000 members. We're in 20 countries around the globe. And right here in the state of Minnesota, we have about 375 member companies. Wow. So my role as part of Vistage is a Vistage chair. And so I lead various types of Vistage groups on a regular basis. And it's been my pleasure to do this for a little over 16 years now. So a little bit about the background of Vistage. Our mission as an organization is improving the effectiveness and enhancing the lives of CEOs, business owners, and key executives of small and medium-sized businesses. We do that through our core values, which are trust, caring, challenge, and growth. And since the inception of Vistage, our organization was founded around forming peer groups. Our founder, Bob Norse, was a business owner in Milwaukee, had a manufacturing company, and decided it was time to semi-retire, and looked back over the course of his business to decide, well, how did he make it as successful as it has been? And decided that when he really needed to get advice in terms of complex decisions or opportunities Mm -hmm. that he was vetting, he essentially called other business owners in the Milwaukee area, and they got together for a small meeting. It might have been even a breakfast or lunch. Mm -hmm. He vetted the idea with these folks as to, if I were going to start an organization that did this full time, would you pay for this kind of (laughs) advice? And Every one of them said we would definitely pay for it because the value it's brought to us and to our companies is really phenomenal. Absolutely. And so the start of Vistage in 1957 is really where we got our roots. And today we're growing and adding new members across the globe on a regular basis. 
So here in Minnesota, you said 375. How many different groups makes up those 375? Great question. We have today about 22 groups here in the state of Minnesota. There are about 14 people like myself, known as a Vistage Chair, that are active here in the state. And I have to say that it's it's a wonderful collegial group of professionals in that we actually have what we call our Vistage Chair Group on a monthly basis. So we get together and help each other with our businesses and help each other with best practice and help each other with recruitment and things of that nature. So what's good for our members is good for us as Vistage Chairs, and it works out really well. Yeah, it's an amazing story how it started. And I think we can all attest to coming up with business ideas and challenges and how did we kind of formulate getting to the right answer for us. And we always have our peer groups that we kind of talk to. And some of those are just personal peer groups that you want to talk to, phone a friend for (laughs) for an opinion. And you guys formalized it way back before it was vogue to have a peer group. That's an amazing story and track record of growth. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, and our model is somewhat unique in that we really have four components, really five components to our model in that we first of all, form the peer group. And our peer groups are comprised of companies that represent different industries, different size of organizations. And our groups we consider full when we have 16 to 18 members in the group. So the group is the one aspect of the model. Mm -hmm. Then we do one-on-one executive coaching on a monthly basis with each one of the CEO or business owners. And we spend from 90 minutes to two hours with each of our members on a monthly basis. In addition to that, we bring in what we know as Vistage speakers. So in our Vistage speaker bureau, we have some 700 plus speakers that we pull from on a monthly basis. And they come in and they spend their time with our CEO groups in an interactive conversation around whatever topic it might be. It could be marketing. It could be finance. It could be succession planning. Any number of things that business owners need to keep their saw really (laughs) polished and really sharp. Mm-hmm. And so that's the, the third component. The fourth component is we connect our members right here in the state to our worldwide network. So if we have members, let's say they're opening up an office in the UK, which I've had mm-hmm. as an experience that really didn't know the lay of the land in the UK, what we'll do is connect them to the Vistage organization in the UK, and they'll help that member figure out how do they go about opening up the office and what are the, the guidelines and the rules that you need to yeah. play in the UK. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a growth-oriented focus that we have with our members. Mm-hmm. And in fact, really, that's kind of one of the first things that we think about when we interview a prospective member. You know, is this member on a growth path? Is their vision to grow or, or not? And if it's the or not, then Vistage really might not be the best place to hang out because we're all about improving, getting better at what we do every day, and growth is part of that. Absolutely. So we get together monthly as a group. What does a typical day in the life look like? How long are we meeting and what's kind of a typical agenda? Yeah, great question. So we're meeting at about seven hours a day. So it's usually a 7.30 to 8 o'clock start with a, a light breakfast, introductions, overview of the day. We have guests almost every meeting and possibly prospective members that might be interested in joining Vistage at some point. And typically we have our Vistage speakers in the morning and they spend from three to three and a half hours with our group. And our speakers are with us eight months out of the 12. 
Okay. And so the other four months of the year, we've, we have a different agenda. But when we have a speaker, they are with us generally in the morning. Over the lunch hour, there's networking that goes on. They're sharing of what's happening in their lives, both personally and professionally, over the last 30 days since they've been together. And then after lunch, what we engage in is what we know as our executive session. And we have a host every month. It's a member of the group. Mm-hmm. And they provide an update on their organization. And then from there, we go into what we know as solving issues and helping members with topics and uh, opportunities that they're faced with. And typically speaking, we're spending time on strategic type opportunities. Mm-hmm. Certainly the tactical aspects of running companies and growing companies is important. We're really taking time out of our really busy day to work on the business and not in the business. Mm-hmm. And owners and CEOs are really interested in looking at, you know, what are those growth oriented kinds of strategies and, and things that we need to be thinking about. And that's what they're sharing with each other mm-hmm. in a highly confidential environment. So what happens in, at that meeting stays at that meeting, mm-hmm. along with what happens in a one-to-one stays in a one-to-one. And so that's our afternoon, typically. Okay. Um, we're usually done around 3.30, 4 o'clock. So you kind of touched on some of the benefits. Yes. Um, issues, dealing with issues, your speaker bringing you know, special topics. When you have a speaker in, is it more of a presentation or is it more of a workshop or a combination of the two? And then maybe we can get into a couple other, really, what are the benefits to being a member? So if I was a prospective member, what am I going to get out of this for the investment that I put in, not only in money, but also in the time? Yeah, great question. Yeah. And to your last point, members that really join Vestige, it's really the time component that's the most critical from their perspective, the Mm -hmm. money well, yes, it's money, but it's not the most important thing mm-hmm. that they're thinking about. It's that one day a month mm-hmm. that they're spending with their peers. And then it's that other time during the month that they're spending with the chair in that two-hour coaching session. Okay. Yeah. So the opportunities in the afternoon and what are the benefits that they're getting from one another? We like to think that over time, they begin to make better decisions. Members really are great at making decisions but they begin to understand that with peer input, those decisions get refined and become much better. You know, two heads are better than one and 16 heads are better than <laughs> yeah. two. That's yeah. the way we think about it. Members are really coming because they want to be held accountable, believe it or not. They understand that as owners of the company, they have lots of avenues that they can follow. And yet they want to be held accountable and they want to be held to a focus and to a vision that they've set out. And they have that peer group help them do that. Sure. And the other benefit that they get is they simply grow faster in terms of their organization and them personally as a leader by being part of a peer group. An interesting part that they would cite is isolation. So every one of our members have leadership teams surrounding them. Most of them have board of advisors. And yet at the same time, sitting in that corner office, as we say, is lonely at times. Mm -hmm. And the type of topics they bring to their peer group are things that they might and probably will bring to their leadership team or to their board of advisors. But to get an opportunity to vet that opportunity with their peer group before they take it to that next level. It's really impactful. It really is. And then most of them would cite that change. We're different in many ways. Some of us are good at creating change and others (laughs) of us are good at managing change. And they realize where they are and they get help around understanding that and getting better at the point that they're not so good at. So those are the kind of benefits they bring to each other and the group ultimately 
as a group becomes much more bonded and more influential in each other's lives. Do you see your groups, speaking of groups, you get together once a month formally. Right. You do the one-on-one coaching formally. Yeah. Is there a lot of cross-communication outside of those times between your members? Yeah, that's a great question. And it depends. Uh, it depends on the group, depends on the members and, and so forth. In my two CEO groups that I have, there's a fair amount of outside the meeting format that mm-hmm. they're getting together. Could be a lunch or breakfast, a lot of phone calls, emails, texts, things mm-hmm. like that. The other thing that we do is we hold spousal events. So we have realized over time that by those social activities, the groups become far more bonded than if it's a business-only kind of environment. Mm-hmm. So one of my groups actually decided about seven or eight years ago that our spousal events were going to be out of the U.S. So we've been traveling to wow. Costa Rica and Cabo and I guess Cancun I'm joining Vistage next week. Exactly. <laughs> we, we have an opening, by the way. And so spouses come with us, and then we have an appropriate speaker for the retreat. And it could be on communication, relationships, it could be some family aspects, it could be vision for the couple, vision for their family, et cetera. Oh, that's so, a great idea. So yeah. it's, a, it's a really great way to kind of cement that relationship. And many of the spouses would say they have closer relationships with their vestige connections than they have in any other parts of their life, which is really a testimony to, wow, that's a really, know, to really the power of vestige powerful. in yeah. that sense. Yes. Well, I can, I can only assume, too, and another benefit that comes out of this is just sheer networking. It's almost a, you know more of an afterthought. It's not why one is going to join a peer group, but you're around 350 other executives, you know, when you pile them all together in the marketplace. And I can only assume you probably get a little bit of of business out of it or at least opportunities. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's an excellent point. And and you're right that Vistage is not a, what we say, it's not a networking Mm -hmm. organization. However, we do network. right? Mm -hmm. And one of the things that we really guard against is having competitors and large customers in the same group because we want it to be a completely independent experience. Now, beyond groups, if we have, let's say, a construction company in our group, and we know that a member in another group is going to be building a building, we encourage Vistage members to sign on to the corporate website where they put their profile, and we encourage Vistage members to go to that member profile section to find other Vistage members that they can do business with. And then, of course, the the local network is really strong, and we know what members are part of Vistage. And we, we as chairs try to facilitate that, that experience as well. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a great great way to get more business, just not within your existing Vistage group. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's, it's such a great story of where it came from and what it's doing today for companies. Maybe you could share one or two examples of here's how our group that came together helped one of our clients overcome an issue, get better at something, acquire a company, sell their company, that kind of stuff. Maybe, do you have a couple examples that sure, you I'd could share? To. Yeah, I've got a couple and more than that, but we only yes, have right. a couple. So one of them related to an executive that took on a much larger part of their organization. So they went from a local leadership role to a territorial leadership role. So they now were responsible for several offices in several states. And the question was, well, how do we as a new leader, how do I put guidelines in place and put an effective organization in place 
to allow them to run their offices without me there because I'm not going to be there all the time, and yet to allow me to be part of the decision-making that needs to go on. Mm -hmm. So within Vistage, we've got what I would call a proprietary decision-making model that I set with the member to begin with. And in one of our one-to-ones, we crafted out a decision model that would work for the territory offices. And then before they took it to the territory offices, they brought it into their group and said, so here's the role, here's what I'm trying to accomplish. What do you think of this approach? So they vetted it there, got a few more ideas, and then they rolled it out to their regional offices. And first, the regional offices were thankful that they had taken that approach because they were worried about having a new leader and are they going to come in and run my business or not? And what's the opportunity for me to make decisions without you or with you? Mm -hmm. And it was so clear that it went almost without a hitch and the organization ran smoothly and everybody knew who was in charge, who made decisions and at what level those decisions were made. So it made a huge difference because they took on a, a much, much larger organization you know, within their company. Does your vested member then come back to the group and say, I implemented, here's the result of it, or here was the unexpected consequences of our decision, both positive and negative, and talk through that? Absolutely. Okay. Yes. And sometimes, you know, when we do something like that, it isn't perfect. And so they'll come back and say, you know, 90% of this is working pretty well. There's three aspects here that I need some more input. So they'll rework the part that needs some input. So, yes, it's very interactive. We, in fact, when a member brings a topic to the group, it actually gets recorded on a summer sheet, and it stays on the summer sheet for that member to report back to their group the following month, or maybe it's three months later, what's the outcome of the input that we gave you? That's the accountability That's piece, the accountability. Right? Right? Yeah. Most of the time, it, it went as we expected. Thank you very much. Sometimes it's, let's rework part of this and so forth. Sometimes it didn't work at all. Because sometimes we don't have all the answers. It didn't work time. at all. Thanks, guys. Yeah, thanks, guys. <laughs> Do better next time, right? And then one other kind of opportunity that was presented to one of my groups, an organization was in the agricultural industry, and they wanted to diversify their company. And they wanted to join Vistage because they were around agricultural leaders. They wanted to join leaders that weren't in the agricultural <laughs> industry to find out how do they think because you know i only have one one perspective so they actually joined the group brought two or three new opportunities that they were vetting to diversify their business portfolio actually took the advice and went one of the directions and shut down a portion of their current agricultural portfolio and exploded into a non-agricultural industry and are very very successful now but they used vistage members and some other input that we had available to help them kind of figure that out. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. So I know you have a couple different types of groups and the the vast majority of Vistage groups are are true business owner CEO groups, but you also have some key leadership groups and and it's got mentioned in an earlier podcast. We really talked about, you know, some of these key leader peer groups as a really great retention tool is a CEO is bringing in a CFO as an example they want to make them the best CEO possible. These key executive groups are, are a great mechanism for that. Can you talk about, is there any differences in the key executives versus the CEO groups? Yeah, great question. In fact, we have a few more groups beyond those two. Okay. Starting with, though, we have our CEO groups, which are comprised of the business owner, president, or CEO. And uh, 
Typically, those are organizations that have leadership teams already formed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, they're someplace in that five to 25 employees at the base and then on up to hundreds of or thousands of employees, mm-hmm. actually. The other group that is really well known, and we have a lot of members in what we know as our key executive group, which is a group of VPs, could be VP HR, ops, finance, et cetera. And they work for the business owner. And so they come together on a monthly basis, just like the owners do. The one key difference is that we do not have the one-on-one coaching session with those key executives. So it's, it's a once a month. They're tied into exactly the same type of vistage speakers as their owners are. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they hear the same one so they can actually collaborate offline mm-hmm. in terms of what to do with that content and so forth. The other groups that we have, what we now have is an emerging leader program, which I'm proud to say I just launched the first one in the state of Minnesota. So we have 30 members in that group. And this group is targeted at mid-level managers or high performers within an organization that have aspirations and have been kind of targeted to take on leadership roles in the future. So it's based around leadership topics. So we have 12 core topics that are taught over the course of a two-year period, and it's really based around that curriculum, and the managers have an opportunity then to network with each other during that period of time to kind of deeper dive into that content and, you know, to work at best practice and so forth. So we know that as our emerging leader program. The other popular program is we have a program called Vistage Inside. So larger companies oftentimes want to bring the Vistage experience to their leadership team. And so we bring it inside the organization. And so they have their entire executive team part of that monthly meeting. So very focused on their company, their their leaders. And their company only. Exactly. Typically, they go a year to two years while they kind of cement the leadership team. And sometimes they they continue on, you know, beyond that as well. So those are the four main areas of of, uh, Vistage groups that we have. Vistage is doing a wonderful job at a corporate level. We're headquartered out of San Diego to continue to look at what are those opportunities that business owners are experiencing and how can we as Vistage help them become better in terms of leadership and growing companies. So Awesome. Yeah. Well, Wayne, we appreciate you coming in. This has been uh, some very good insight and you know, as Scott and I alluded to, I mean, we're a, we're big fans of peer groups, both been part of them over the years and know the power of them. So it was great to get the insider edition of, of peer groups from you. So that'll wrap up this podcast. And as always, if you want to get a hold of Scott, you can look him up on Verseek.com or on LinkedIn. And same thing for Wayne. I'm sure you, uh, I know you're Vistage backslash Minnesota is the website to find you. Actually a little different. Okay. V Minnesota. VMinnesota.com, or you can find him out on the corporate website and or uh, LinkedIn. So, and as always, if you like what you hear, go to all the major podcast channels and subscribe to us and you get a a weekly dose of Mr. Scott Peterson and I, and And an occasional occasional guest from time to time, which we're very thankful for because it helps kind of just diversify what we're providing out to the marketplace in terms of different aspects of that process that we talk about inside executive search, but it goes even beyond that from retention and helping companies grow. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks again for coming, Wayne. And uh, we will talk to everybody next week. Sounds great.